0: What is, what is that? I'm warming hey, wa- up. Warming up your voice? I'm warming up. Dear God. I'm
1: feeling a little stiff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Lord. All right. Welcome back to the Hitch This Kids podcast. <laughs> Here we are. Why? I don't even remember what episode we're on.
1: We're on six.
0: Episode six. All right. Cool.
1: Here we are once again.
0: Yep. Sunday.
1: In the Gonzales household.
0: Nora's chewing on a chew thing on the bed behind us.
1: We had a pretty nice day today.
0: Yeah, we did. We did. My nephews got baptized.
1: Yep. We went cool. to Cedar for a little bit and had some lunch with them. Yeah. It's nice to see the fam.
0: Yeah. And, uh,
1: and it was just the nicest weather down here.
0: It was. We've had, really, we've had good weather here in St. George. We've had really I good know. weather.
1: It's making everybody so chipper.
0: Really, it has. It's been weird. But anyways...
1: So, today, we're going to change it up a little bit, right, babe?
0: Yeah. We're going to talk about how our life started a little bit after high school. And kind of the direction it went very quick after high school.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So, I remember sitting in the hallway... We're going to start in high school still because I got to give some context. Oh, yeah,
1: I got to give a little bit of context.
0: We're sitting in the hallway, and I just had this seminar from this advisor from this tech school come through, and he told me this whole thing because like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to college after high school.
1: Yeah, we were kind of freaking out a little bit because you. I didn't
0: know what I wanted to do. You had
1: no idea what you wanted to do up until that seminar
0: yeah and i all i did know i didn't want to start over and go to school all over again it's like it, i was like barely making it through high school which i don't want to make it sound like i, I barely made it through high school like I, I graduated high school with good grades but like it was a lot of work for me
1: yeah um you were always more of like a hands-on type of person like you liked working with your hands you weren't like a textbook.
0: Yeah, and that's a thing that like the school. I feel like schools have to change. Like high school, college, in some other countries, they have like dedicated specific things for different types of people from like junior like high,
1: learning and teaching styles.
0: Exactly, exactly. But anyways, that's that's beyond the point. But and he pretty much said that you know you could learn to do stuff with cars, and at the time. Me and my dad were just finishing up restoring my r six my sixty eight Bronco, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Like, I had a lot of fun doing that with my dad. Like, I don't know, maybe maybe I should like look into that because I really didn't want to go to a normal school.
1: And you have some car history in your family,
0: right? Right, and and you
1: had never really thought about it before. Like, it never dawned on you that no, never up until this point.
0: But this school that he was representing was Lincoln College of Technology, but it was in Denver. Yeah. And I remember I talked to him a little bit after the seminar, and, and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, um, interested. And he's like, all right, we'll set this all up. And then I came out. We came out in the hall after class and everything. And you're like, hey, what's up? And I was like, uh, I think I'm moving to Denver. Isn't... No,
1: you said – first you said, I know what I want to do after oh, high school. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: And I got really excited, and I was like, "Oh, good! What?" And then the answer kind of punched me in the face a little bit.
0: I do. I remember your face, dude. That was weird. Yeah, because I just said I wasn't mad. I was like, I think I'm moving to Denver, and like your face. No, I could see the panic in your face, though. Like for a split second, <clears throat> there was well, like a little bit of like, "Oh shit!" Like, okay, no, well, it I was the
1: way you said it at oh. first, <laughs> because I
0: kind of just say things like how they well,
1: are. Well. <laughs> You had said, you just came out and said, like, I'm moving to Denver. And, like, there was no, I was already registered for college in Cedar. Yeah, at SUU. Or accepted. I wasn't registered, but I was accepted. Right. And I had already had, like, this whole plan in my head. And I was like, wait, does that mean that, like you're wanting to do this long distance or like, am I coming? Like there was no context. And did
0: I say at that conversation, like, no, I think we talked about it later. How like we taught when we did talk about it and I was like, well, we need to figure it all out. But like,
1: no, I'm pretty sure you told me or you said I could come.
0: Right. But I was, I think I, I said pretty much was like, look, this seems like it's something that could be really important for me. I'm not it, the program's only thirteen months, so it was like only a year, and it was like this could be like really good for me. Actually, give me some sort of education, a direction to do after high school, something to do with my life. Um, and I was like, so this could be important. So I think I need to do it, but and I want you to come. Like, yeah. so I was like, I, if, I was like, if we're going to do this, then you need to come with me.
1: Yeah. But it was I was kind of like,
0: but I, but then I remember saying like, but if you're not coming, like I'm not doing, well, I don't know if we'll be able, like, I'm not doing the long distance thing.
1: You weren't the one that said that.
0: I don't remember. I was, I remember I felt that way. I remember yeah, I both felt of like,
1: us were on the same page about that for sure. Right. Like, we just knew long distance was not going to work for us.
0: Well, and I was going to be in a big city. I had no idea what the kind of environment I was going to be in. Yeah. And, like, you were going to be in a college environment. And I was like, I don't think that's fair for either of us. So, like, either you come with me or we kind of just, like, have fun in the summer and then call it. But.
1: And I honestly <clears throat> didn't really even think anything of it. I just said okay like
0: yeah yeah well and that was the thing is i knew for a fact you were coming like i yeah. was like i was like yeah this is kind of throwing a wrench into some of our plans it was like but if like we think this is important which it luckily it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to us
1: to both of in us. many
0: it, like in many different ways and many different outcomes but it was it was kind of scary because it was just like all right well first i gotta try to get accepted and obviously like it was kind of a breeze. I got accepted super easily. Yeah. So it was like, okay, we're going to Denver. And we, so we had the three months to prepare for it or whatever through the summer after senior year.
1: Yeah, and we had a really fun summer.
0: Yeah, we, we lived it up. We did everything. But then t- time came to, to move – and it got real, really fast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it was It was kind of scary, but exciting at the same time. Surely. I really wanted to get out of Utah right. at that time. And I didn't. You didn't.
0: I just needed to just do, I just needed to chase what I was going after.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to see what it was like to live outside of Utah. Right. And boy, did I learn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So my parents and your dad, your dad flew out to to help us, but my parents moved us out there and everything. We got a little one bedroom apartment, little one bedroom apartment. Yeah, it was. Teeny but it tiny. was in a nice. But it was it was, nice. It was nice. But we a lived nice. in Denver, Col- I mean Aurora, Colorado, which is just, it's right on the outskirts of Denver.
1: Which in hindsight, we definitely should have done more research.
0: Well, we tried. I remember trying to do more research. I remember I looked up like crime rate in Aurora. And it's, like, through the roof. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I looked up crime rate of Denver, and it was worse. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so maybe, like, just because of the amount of people and the stuff that happens, like, whatever.
1: Yeah, we were kind of naive to the situation. But
0: we worked, but we lived right down the street and worked across the street from the theater that the Aurora movie theater shooting happened in. Yeah. That was a the theater we'd go to all the time.
1: And we didn't know that until... We moved. We there. moved there.
0: Yeah, because we only went out there for one. We only went out there one time because I had orientation.
1: Yeah, we at had, the school. We had like f- three or four days to find a place, get an apartment, and like put a deposit down and all that stuff. Right. So there wasn't a whole lot of time to, like, explore different areas. And we wanted an area that was close to your school and my school. And
0: your school. And there was tons of stuff readily available right around us. We didn't have to go branch out too far to, like, do the things we needed to do. There
1: were plenty of restaurants, shopping. And the area
0: wasn't terrible. Like It
1: didn't look scary. No. Like, the area looked really nice. And our apartments, like we went. super for, nice
0: gated community. We went
1: for a little bit more expensive of an apartment, thinking it was gonna be more safe and all this stuff. And it was in a gated community.
0: And then when it gets dark, that's when crazy shit starts happening.
1: <laughs> well, we should have had a, a small inkling of an idea when the first day when we moved there, we left a table, we left a dining table that didn't fit in our apartment.
0: Strapped to the ta- tra- trailer. Strapped
1: to the trailer.
0: We woke up the next morning and it was gone. It was gone. In the apartment complex we just moved into.
1: And that was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> we're not in Cedar anymore.
0: And then like two weeks later, it's dark and we're like getting ready for bed and we hear gunshots out, out through our window. Yeah. We're just like, uh. Well,
1: we okay. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, we tried to tell ourselves that it wasn't gunshots for a couple hours, and then it kept happening, yeah. and we like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah. But it was one of those things, so, like, we had already been living together before we moved out there, and yeah. we'll talk about that later, but, so, we, we had already experienced living together, so it wasn't like it was a shock of us moving somewhere and first time living together, but um, there was definitely a shock of moving to Denver, because we went from... 30,000 people, Cedar City, little town Cedar City in Utah. Everyone's to, in a bubble.
1: Like a million people. To
0: Denver and Denver is wild if you come from like where we came from. Yeah. Like it was it was just a totally different experience. Probably one of the best experience looking back on it. I mean, we hated it when we lived there.
1: Yeah, but it was a really like humbling experience I in my opinion it made me appreciate Utah a lot more I did and I don't know the experiences that we had out there brought us so much closer yeah
0: well that was the thing is like we did go through a ton of rough times when we lived out there yeah and like we just made sure we leaned on each other instead of like growing apart like getting pissed off and frustrated at each other, or yelling, and, like, we didn't really do that that often. We Be-
1: lo- we wallowed in our sadness together.
0: Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, because we were both kind of miserable out there. School was great. I loved school. School was fantastic. It was super easy for me. Like, everything w- went well. But then we also had jobs out there. Which- yeah,
1: it was, it was an interesting, like, I don't know. It, we had a lot of interesting things happen out there. Like, for the first couple months we moved out there, we couldn't find jobs for, Mm -hmm. like, two and a half months. Remember? We moved there um, in August, right? right?
0: Was that August or September?
1: Um, I think it was August. Yeah,
0: I think I started school in August. So I think it was, like, right before.
1: It was 13 months. So, yeah, August. We also
0: moved out there. The weekend before I started school on Monday, we we moved. Yeah. We got there on Saturday, and I started school on Monday. Yeah, so it was like we just jumped right into it.
1: <laughs> yes, we did, and we like we were so used to just knowing somebody and being able to get a job through a person.
0: Well, and that's that's how you have to get a job in a small town, it, right? Like, I I had one job the whole entire time we lived in Cedar, and that was because that my sister's work everybody was sick and they needed an emergency dishwasher that's the only way i got that job
1: and then i got the same job through
0: through my sister yeah like you have to know people like it's it's no one hires you just because you have a good resume like that just doesn't happen actually so,
1: i had the job before you i forgot yeah, about yeah, that y- yeah yeah you, you worked there, there first. for me
0: cuz they needed a, a busser but yeah um but in denver it was it was actually like what are your qualifications yeah <laughs> and we had none
1: <laughs> well, we were just up against more people, and yeah. we we literally had no qualifications because we were 18, brand new into the world, and going to school.
0: Yeah, and we first applied for, like, not very shitty jobs because we're like, oh, you know, there's more job opportunities here. Let's try to go for something, but, like, that obviously didn't work, so yeah. we had to kind of take the bottom of the barrel jobs.
1: Yeah, it was Which worked at, really scary. We worked not... at
0: Aurora. What was it Town Center of Aurora Mall yes. in Aurora, Colorado? Smack dab in Aurora, the apparently the year before we moved there and started working there, the mall was ran over was uh, taken over by gangs at one point.
1: Yeah, they would sit on the roof and just take people out, like shooting people.
0: Well, other not innocent people. It was always gang fights. Yeah, it was gang
1: was... members.
0: So there, that was kind of cool, which we didn't know that either until we both started working there. You worked at the Macy's. I worked at Lids. Yes. And um, and I kind of scratched and clawed to get into the Lids just because, like, I went in there, bought a couple hats while we lived there. And everyone was super cool in there. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I could do this kind of throwaway job. Yeah. You know? And it worked out.
1: It did. And I I went to one semester of school out there. And that's, that's actually the only experience I personally have of, like, a four-year style college. And I was so mad when I found out that none of my credits were going to transfer back to Utah unless we stayed there for two years. And we knew that, that there was happening. no way in hell No, we were going to be out there for two years. And we
0: were struggling financially. Like, my parents and your dad... Was helping us at the time. Yes. Which we wouldn't have been able to do it without their no help. No way.
1: No way. But we were still help.
0: struggling super financial because, like, they were just giving us a, some money to pay for, like, rent. Everything else we had to cover. And we yeah. we had saved up money from working over the summer. But it came, it appeared to us really fast that, like, one of us was going to have to work full time. And since I was enrolled into, like, this tech school, like, tech school, it, you, you go to that... One college, you have to graduate from that college. If not, it's just a waste. So, like, we came to the decision that I'll finish school, you'll work full-time, and then when we move back to Utah, you'll go to school and I'll work full-time.
1: That actually wasn't the only reason why we did it, though. Remember, Um, when you were working at LIDS, you kind of, like... You were the most reliable employee there.
0: Oh, that's, that's right. And yeah, yeah. And so
1: they yeah. were constantly calling you and pressuring you on your days off. Well,
0: and I was, I was 18.
1: They were pressuring you to, like, drop out of school. Yeah,
0: well, I was, I was 18, and I was the only employee there that was really worth a damn. Now, I loved all the guys that I worked with, but I didn't come into work stoned. And yeah. I would show up early. I would stay late if I had to. I would come in when other people wouldn't, like other people wouldn't come in on my day off. They'd call me like yeah, I'll be in there, whatever. So at 18 years old, after two months of working at Lids, they promoted me to third key assistant manager, yeah, which was crazy. And I took it because you know they're like, oh, you get like a 15 percent pay increase. And I was like, is really the extra I was like money that's right worth now. it right there. Like I'll yeah, I'll do that for sure. I mean, lo and behold, I was what, manager for four or five months before I quit.
1: I don't remember. I don't remember, but I found out,
0: <clears throat> never even got the raise. raise. And the district manager that was control that was in control of all the lids in that area wanted to get me to go full time because again, I was the only person who was competent really, other than the actual manager himself. Yeah. And um So they were, like, trying to, like, pressure me. And, like, they would call me while I was at school to come into work. And I was like, no. Yeah. And then I was working crazy hours, like, the times, like, I would go to school. And my school was was six hours long. They were six hours. So I would go to school, come home, go to work. Get off work at like nine and then just repeat. School for me was at six forty five in the morning. That's when school started.
1: Yeah. And living in a big city, you have to get up even earlier for the commute.
0: Commute and everything like that. And so like I was just working and then it just got to the point where like I just couldn't do both anymore. Yeah. Because it was taking I, I what I was happening was like I was falling asleep in school. Like the times where we wouldn't be out in the shop doing stuff, we'd be like actually in the classrooms. Like I just couldn't keep my eyes open because it was just like constantly going.
1: Yeah. So between all that pressure and then finding out that you never actually got your raise.
0: Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, you know what?
1: And then um, me finding out about my school, like all of this kind of happened at the same time where it just made more sense for me to go full time. Right. At work. And then us kind of take turns when we move back Mm -hmm. me go to school and you work full-time right it made way more sense so that's what we did
0: right and so and it
1: worked yeah it it worked just great and actually me going full-time is what that job made me discover what i wanted to do what i wanted to go to school for
0: right because Once you went full time, then you got upgraded to manager of the origins side of Macy's. Well, I I
1: was just a counter manager. Yeah, but there was nobody else there. Yeah. You were the only person. So I was the one that was running that counter. I got moved up to the cosmetics department. I was in the men's department before. And by working for Origins, I had to learn how to give like mini facials to people. And I loved doing that. I loved giving the mini facials and I loved like skincare products and like getting it into all of that stuff, treating your skin. And on top of that, I, that was the first year that I had, um, really kind of struggled with acne myself. Mm -hmm. And so I like looked more into what feel like what positions or what schools, did that kind of thing and that's how i learned like what an esthetician even was because estheticians master estheticians are like a fairly new Mm -hmm. industry
0: right
1: it's only been like 20 or 30 years so yeah i mean it was denver all around was a good experience for both of us because we learned a lot
0: yeah And there was, like, a lot of just growing up moments. There was a lot of moments that was like, oh, this is what real life is. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's kind of what Denver gave us that living even in St. George or Cedar would not have been able to give us. Like, just the diversity and culture. Like, we grew up, like, it's just all white Mormon people.
1: Yeah, and moving to Denver, especially in the area where we were. We were actually the minority. Yeah,
0: which was actually really, and really cool. And it was cool. really
1: cool to be able to experience that growing up in, like, an all-white Mormon town, right. you know?
0: Yeah, and, like, that was, yeah, that it was a lot It opened our eyes a lot. Right, and there's just, like, more diverse. And Denver's a pretty accepting, like, city. Like I it, agree. Like, it's, like, everyone's kind of just, like, cool with, with everyone, you know, they no one discriminates or anything like that, which was a really cool experience. Um, but there was a lot of like crazy stuff that happened too, like me and my buddy Chris.
1: Oh, this was one month before we were planning on moving. Moving back. home.
0: Yes, this is one month before we were done with school. We were across the street from our apartment complex. There was this office building, and it was it was at night, and. Um, Me and my buddy, we didn't have much to do. We didn't want to do all the other stupid stuff. So we decided to just kind of start skating. So we just started, we're skating around. We were in this parking lot. We're skating. And I I remember this so well. A white Monte Carlo, all tinted out windows, pulls up the street, rolls down the window. And I see a gun come out of the window and they just start shooting at us.
1: Yeah. And (laughs) my favorite part about this whole story is I was at work that day. I come home, and you and your buddy are sitting on the couch. I walk through the door. You look at me, just say so nonchalantly, Hey, babe, I got shot at today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know how else to handle it.
1: And I (laughs) thought you were joking. Yeah. I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And you're like, no, like, for real, I got shot at. Yeah. I'm like, what the, like...
0: I didn't really know how to handle it. I I didn't know how to process it because... like because we didn't get hit and we didn't get hurt or anything like that, it almost like didn't feel real for a while. And it was kind of just like, oh, well that was nothing. Like we didn't get we didn't get hurt or anything. But like at the time, so like we were just sitting there skating. And I saw the Monte Carlo come up and stop. And again, there's nobody around us. Yeah, it is. We're in a, in a kind of quiet area. It's like maybe nine thirty, so it's not too late. But like, parking lot's empty. There's no one on that road. So it was obvious like when I saw that car pull up and stop. But I remember, <clears throat> I didn't hear so much the actual gun shot. I, I remember distinctly hearing the bullets. I could hear them whizzing by and hitting yeah. the brick building behind us.
1: Yeah, I remember you telling me yeah, that. Yeah, I was like,
0: and like that's what you could hear. And luckily we were kind of skating behind his car. So we had the car between us and the guy shooting at us. And we just ducked underneath the car and we opened up the passenger door and crawled through. Once we got in the car and, and I think they realized they didn't hit us, they that's when they turned around and took off. And then we just like took a, this really long, weird way back because we didn't want them to know where we lived. And yeah. a lot of people wanted us to call the cops, but what were we supposed to tell the cops? Like
1: You didn't even have <clears throat> really a description of people because they were too far away. No.
0: Yeah. They were, And I, again, we have no idea why they shot at us. No idea. Yeah, not the a clue.
1: only thing that we can come up with is there were gangs in our area, and maybe it was like an initiation type of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I that's, don't know. That's we weird. Uh, uh, or they thought that you guys were somebody else. Maybe. I don't know. But it was super weird.
0: Yeah, and I mean the bullet, the the the, from what it sounded like the gun, it sounded like a just a twenty-two. But I mean we could we, we still would have probably died if they would hit us. So like.
1: Yeah, it still would have put you in the hospital for but,
0: sure. So we and, didn't. So we didn't call the <clears throat> cops because, like, I don't. Like, I was supposed to tell them like, what a white Monte Carlo with blocked out windows. Dude, we're in Aurora, Colorado. That's like every other car.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I was like, I, I can't do that. And then if the people who shot at us found out that we called the cops, They'd make then sure they were gonna have did. a reason to come back next time. Yeah. And so we just. We just left it alone.
1: Well, and we knew that you were going to be, or that we were going to be leaving in like three weeks from that point. So it was kind of like, let's just, let's just drop it <laughs> and get the hell out of here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was wild. It wasn't until later till I was like, oh damn, like I, like I could have died that day.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I, it, it. I don't know. I was young, dumb. It, I just, I couldn't really put it into words. I remember I didn't even call my parents to tell them I posted on Facebook first.
1: Yeah. You dumbass. And then
0: my parents called me like pissed <laughs> and I didn't even I think remember, about it. I, don't I
1: remember you posted it. Then I went and looked at Facebook and I saw that you posted it and I saw um, your mom comment on it and say, what? Like, what the hell? And I looked at you and I said, You didn't tell your mom before posting it and yeah. immediately you were getting phone calls. Yeah, from your you know, mom looking back sister. now,
0: yeah, I made a bad judgment call. But again, I didn't know how to process it. It Idiot. was like it was just weird. <laughs> it was just really weird. So that wasn't your brightest moment. No. But there was a lot of good times in Denver. Yeah. Like we When. We, we went. <laughs> <laughs> no one just kidding. We went to some concerts. We went to the we did. A- Denver. We went to the Broncos Patriots AFC Championship game. And we
1: had some good memories out there with friends. Like I had some work friends that mm-hmm. I would go out with sometimes. And you made some friends at school that would come over and stuff. We had lots of good memories that way. Yeah. And we had one really good memory coming back.
0: Yeah. What are you talking about when I proposed to you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, I proposed to you in July, so in the summer it was a few months before we moved back home, but we were still in Denver.
1: Yeah, and to give a little context, I had no idea that you were even thinking about in- proposing yeah. that year. I didn't either. Like, Tell I me. thought for sure that it was going to be another year or two from that point.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, because we always talked about like... Oh, you know, we don't need to rush anything or whatever. Yeah, like, just kind of just take it easy, take it slow.
1: Especially because like we had dated all through high school, and we wanted to make sure that we were like the real deal, you know.
0: Yeah, but your your grandma <clears throat> at that time though too your your grandma was dying from cancer.
1: Yeah, and, and then, I and I was really really close with my grandma. Yeah,
0: and and then she ends up passing away, and. uh And that was kind of like what helped me make the decision because – and it's not like, oh, I wanted to post to you to make you feel better because your grandma died. But it was one of those things where your grandma was so important to you and everything and that like – And then she was gone, and I kind of wanted to give you and us, like, something to look forward to. Something super positive that, like, we knew was going to happen.
1: Yeah, because we had been looking forward to a really negative event for that whole year. Yeah, because we knew she was going to pass. Because we knew she was terminal.
0: And so it was kind of like, yeah, that would be be a good time to do it.
1: And another thing that you told me was um, after you proposed... That, like, just having the experience of moving to Denver, living with me and everything, you knew that it wasn't just a high school relationship mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Like, you knew you wanted to be with me.
0: Well, because we did so well, like, living in Denver. Like, living on our own. Like, we just had no to figure family. everything out on on our own. And, yeah. And uh, we, we played so well together. And we worked off each other so good. So, I was just... And so, like... Yeah, when when your, when your grandma passed, it was kind of like, yeah, I think this is the right time. Like, I think this is, like, a good time. Not get married anytime soon, which we had almost a two-year engagement, yeah. which that was my plan. It was like, yeah, we can get engaged, but we don't need to get married. Like, why wait two years to get engaged and then get married eight months later when we can just get engaged and wait a year or two
1: yeah, until we do it? Yeah, and it was fine.
0: Yeah, and, you know, because we had the stress of not liking living Denver and your grandma and, like, just everything else. It was like, here will be the nice one thing we can have that we can look forward to.
1: And I knew what I was going to come back and go to school for at that point. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to be registering for school for, like, January later that year or at the beginning of the next year. And I was going to be involved in that for the whole next year. And I really didn't want to be planning a wedding right. that next year. So we waited.
0: Yeah, we waited. But I do distinctly remember. So I had this whole thing planned out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it worked out in a sense where I was, we were going to go home for something. I don't even remember what we were going home for.
1: You always forget this. The whole reason we were going home was to spend two weeks with my grandma Mm. to say like goodbye because we knew she was going on hospice at that point. Right. So as soon as we were able to, we planned a trip to take two weeks off in the summer to go home so I could spend as much time with my grandma as we could. Right. Right. But plan changed well, a little bit. And that was the thing.
0: So, like, my very first plan to propose to you was I was going to buy the ring in Denver, had the ring picked out that I was going to go for, and then, but I hadn't bought it yet. And I was – what I was going to do is I was going to propose to you on the plane. On the way home. On the way, on the way to home. I was going to have the stewardess, like, make an announcement and everything. Could you imagine if I did that? I'm
1: so glad you didn't do that. Oh, my
0: God, dude. Oh, man, I dodged a bullet. You did. Because i would just been one of those cringy guys that everyone thinks is a douche.
1: (laughs) Well, and I hate being the center of attention. Especially at that time. Yeah, it's like, did you not know me at all? I think that's
0: kind of why I wanted to do it, though.
1: To put me on the spot. A little bit.
0: And I think but it would have been cool. and dude. you wouldn't
1: have known if I was saying yes because, like, we had a plane ride to go on and I had to sit next to you the whole time. Dude,
0: I knew you were going to say yes. That, never, that thought never even crossed my mind. <laughs> it never crossed my mind that you were going to say no. Not once.
1: Damn, you cocky.
0: No. I just knew what we had. I knew that even if we didn't end up getting married, you were going to say yes when I proposed to you. So um but that's what I was going to do but then your grandma ended up passing away before our trip even came.
1: Yeah, so and we then, had I had to move up my flight
0: cuz I had school so I couldn't.
1: Yeah. And his school was like attendance based. So it was 7
0: my grade was 70% of attendance.
1: Yeah. And you graduated with 100% attendance, which was super cool. But because of that, you couldn't move up your flight with me and the airline was charging a big fee and everything like my dad had to help right because of the fee and so we knew like it just wasn't financially realistic for us to have you move up the flight and miss school and all this stuff
0: so one so so I
1: flew home by myself yeah for a couple days
0: and then I came later and then you came later. but so my 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 airline proposal didn't obviously didn't work out so i was like okay no big deal you know get home buy buy a ring there because i didn't love love the ring but it was like the best one like i went to a bunch of different drawers which again thank god i didn't do it you know i was just kind of just doing it just whatever so get the ring at home and man I planned all kinds of stuff that didn't happen. Plus, I was I was talking to Abby, your best friend, too, the whole entire time getting approval on ring and trying to get her to help me out and all this stuff, and you started catching me talking to her, texting her behind your back.
1: Well, because you <laughs> would do it right in front of me, you would hide your screen. And then what really did it for me was you had a passcode.
0: Because 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 you I were knew, acting shady. Because I knew you were gonna go through my phone when I took a shower. I knew because I was I was texting her that back or whatever. And I was like, all right, she's gonna check my phone if I don't take it with me. And if I take it with me, it's gonna look way too suspicious, which it I It sh-
1: looked even more suspicious <laughs> of having a passcode. No, I've
0: never had a passcode on my phone ever. And I put the passcode on. And, of course, you saw it. But then you started talking to Abby.
1: Okay, okay. Let's backtrack a little bit first. You need to tell the story of how you were going to propose the second time before we get into this oh, next part. Oh, yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. So I, Okay, so I had it planned with with her and my best friend, Caden, at the time. They were going to help me set up this whole thing up by the sea. So in Cedar, there's this giant sea Painted on the side of a mountain. You can go over to a little overhang. And I was going to go up there. And I had them putting so much work. Bless their damn hearts. They got all these <laughs> mason jars together and all these candles and all these rose petals. And they put candles in the mason jars and, and made it look super cool. They stacked them all over the sea um, where this lookout was and rose petals everywhere. And I took you to dinner. First, at at Mills. At Mills. And then we drove up to the sea. But right when we get there, literally a caravan of kids gets out and goes straight to the no, spot it
1: was one of those asian buses no it
0: wasn't no it, it wasn't was it was a bunch it? of kids because i remember i could hear them talking shit on the stuff that was on the ground they're like oh. they're like what's going on
1: oh right right and i'm completely clueless completely this whole time yeah i have no idea this any of this is happening. so like we get
0: up there at the same time but they kind of beat us there so they go to the spot and they're like looking around like what's going on but there's a ton of them there and caden and abby are hiding in a bush because they were going to, like, record it and everything. Take
1: pictures.
0: And I'm just like – and it was sunset, and I was like, I can't do that with them. Like, this is just weird. Like, that's not what I wanted. I didn't want, uh, like, an audience of a bunch of people. Like, there's a reason why I only told Abby and Caden because I didn't want a ton of people around –
1: which but was then, weird
0: because I wanted to do an airplane, a proposal. Like, yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Well,
1: no, what was weird about it is was they, nervous, were, right? they were blocking the whole thing. So we would have had to walk through, through them, them
0: and then be in the middle of them. So I was like, no, that's not going to happen. So I was like, all right, well, let's just so go.
1: We just get in the car and leave. I'm still clueless. Well, what was
0: I supposed to do? Be like, hey, I don't know. leave to <laughs> those people. So, so we left. So I'm texting, like, Abby back and being like, hey, sorry, this just wasn't going to work. They, like, I, couldn't, I just didn't want to do it with all them, you know?
1: And then was it the next day? It was I either think...
0: the next day or that night. I don't remember. No.
1: It, there was a day in between because I went and hung out with Abby the next day. Um, we were hanging out, talking about some stuff. And then... I bring up to her that I thought you were cheating on me.
0: How ironic.
1: Because or or that like you were either you were cheating on me or you were going to break up with me but didn't know how to because we still had like three more months in Denver.
0: That is so ridiculous. <laughs>
1: because of how you were acting. You were acting so standoffish. Yeah. You were being secretive with your phone. You wouldn't talk to me. You wouldn't look me in the eye that whole week. And I was like, okay, hey, it's over. I, I don't <laughs> know what else. Like, it's over. Well, So I'm talking to Abby and she already knows that, like, you're planning on proposing to me because she helped with the plan
0: mm-hmm. of the
1: second time. So I'm all telling her, like, I don't know what's going on. I think Gage and I might be over. Like, I don't know what to do. How
0: sad you thought that. So
1: then she texts you immediately. Yeah,
0: while your guys are together. Yeah. And she, and was, like, and she was just like, hey, <laughs> she's on to you. She knows something's up. You gotta do it now. Yeah. Like, you gotta do it, like, right now. And it was that night, because I had to go and pick you up. Yes. So I went and picked you up, and, uh... And,
1: and it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah. Which, 2 o'clock in the morning on my mom's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which... <laughs> Didn't mean to do it, but, again, I had to do it. But it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, and we were driving back to my parents' house because that's where we were staying. And I was like, you uh, know... What? New Harmony. Yeah, so I was like, you know what, let's go up to Kolob, which uh, my parents live right across from Kolob uh, National Park. So we drove drive all the way up. It's completely dark. There's not even a moon out. You can't even see anything. And so we get out of the car and stand in front of the headlights on the lookout, and that's when I got down on the knee and asked you. Which... And I was so shook, like that yeah. was
1: not even a little bit what was in my mind. I know and you probably really you're
0: probably really relieved because you thought I was dumping you.
1: I felt dumb, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I remember thinking like, man, I mean, that's not that cool. It was two o'clock in the morning. It was pitch black. Nobody else around. You know, whatever. But then it actually kind of is cool because like it was kind it's of just,
1: exactly how it should have been.
0: Yeah, because like I think that explains probably like me and you the best in a way
1: yeah we kind of just do us
0: yeah and i just remember being so frustrated that everything else didn't work and then i was able to just do it just us two and it it worked out it was nice
1: did i tell you that night what i thought was happening
0: no well yes you did after did. we got back home yeah i think you told me you're like i thought you were like cheating on me or you are gonna break up with me i was like oh no <laughs> i was like that's not good so that that was kind of cool, yeah, that was a nice thing we were able to do, and um, kind of made the last few months of us living in Denver kind of good
1: it it made it a little bit more fun, yeah, I guess, a little more cause we it. knew we were- co- we were gonna come home. I had something to look forward to going to school, and then we had something to look forward to together, and that we knew we were gonna get married, right eventually
0: eventually yeah and so i think that was like a big time obviously getting engaged but just all around like the denver experience everything that happened out there was just like so important in our lives i mean that
1: completely changed our relationship it did
0: made us a lot stronger it it, It, made
1: us a lot mature yeah more mature
0: exactly we matured up really fast yeah so that was that was cool
1: why did I say mature? Like mature.
0: Mature. Am I? Am
1: I so sophisticated mature? that I say mature? Mature.
0: Mature. Mature. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. You know what I'm thinking about today? What? I hate the word coupon. <laughs> I cannot. I can't. Like, I've always said coupon because I hate the word coupon. Like, just, just say keeping? cube. Like. Cube. it just sounds weird to me and then you just put on at the end like coupon like i just hate that word like because we were saying it today in the car about like talking about smiths or whatever and you like i'm just like coupon like
1: oh because I, I got a coupon there
0: yeah i just don't like the word coupon okay i don't i i don't what know did why
1: coupon ever do to you i don't know this episode took a turn
0: yeah it did <laughs> i i would that just reminded me like, i just don't <laughs> like i just don't i can't that's why i say coupon but it's not i don't that's not right coupon is not necessarily right but
1: uh tomato tomato it sounds
0: better than coupon i just don't like the coupon The, p- the coupon. <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: okay we're
0: ending this episode
1: yes i think that's a good place to stop um all right so give us all the ratings and the stars on apple podcasts mm-hmm. um
0: follow us on anchor you can follow us on Anchor. We're getting a lot of people listening to us on Anchor.
1: Yes, yes. But we are on, like, every podcast app. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, emails, whatever, um, hitchtiskids at gmail.com. And that's, mm-hmm. a, wrap!
0: that's a, a wrap. If it wasn't for a wrap. it wasn't for wrap, you All right. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.